Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast and to Grief Tip Tuesday. Guys, today we're talking about something that is a massive part of grief and that is exhaustion and partly the reason why Sally and I can't even get our words out today because we're probably exhausted. Um, <laughs> grief is surprisingly exhausting and that's what like I think it's one of the biggest things that we found most surprising about grief. Like we were not expecting this full body exhaustion, the mental fatigue, like it, it is next level, isn't it, Sal? It is. And people don't tell you this about grief. They don't like, they don't tell you that grief is so exhausting. It, it comes as like a bit of a shock because you think about the emotional side of things when you think about grief, mm -hmm. you know, but you just don't really expect to be so knackered all the time. Yeah. It's literally like, like you've been out partying for five nights straight. Like it's a full body exhaustion. Like it's hard to get out of bed. Oh, definitely oh in the God. early days. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I remember like in the early days, I felt like I'd been on a week long bender. And like, mm -hmm. even now during griefy spells, I still Your feel bereavement bender. <laughs> bereavement bender. Yeah. I still feel exhausted easily. Like if I have a grief sesh, then I'll feel like I need a, like a massive nap and it might like knock me off kilter for the rest of the day. Like, yes. And, and judging by the amount of responses we've had to this one, I think it's pretty common. And a lot of our listeners are experiencing the exhaustion as well. Yeah. So guys, we actually have a valid explanation as to why you're so exhausted, which we both found very interesting. It all boils down to stress. So basically when you're grieving, you are experiencing copious amounts of stress from the grief. And when you're experiencing a stressful event in your life, like a loss, your body will go into what's called an acute stress response. So basically it causes like, all those stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline to like rush through your body. And essentially your body is like working on overdrive against this threat response and leaves you feeling really bloody exhausted as well as loads of other physical symptoms, which we'll get into in another episode. Um, but yeah, we found that pretty interesting. So there is an answer as to why we are tired as fuck pretty much. Yeah. And you know, like there are a couple of things that you can do to help you with the exhaustion. We'll just run it like through them really quickly before we go into the community responses. But that's really, I mean, it's really good to know that there is a reason because I think sometimes you're like, why am I feeling this way? And I know quite a few listeners have said to us, like they've gone to the doctors, like what's wrong with me? Like, yes. One of our, one of our like listeners, she got diagnosed with um, chronic, fatigue. chronic fatigue, which is crazy, which we'll probably talk about, but yeah. Misdiagnosed, wasn't it? Because well, yeah. Like they told her it was chronic fatigue and she and then she did loads and loads and loads of tests and she didn't have it. It was just she was exhausted from her grief. But exactly. I think I remember being like, what is wrong with me? Like, why, still, why do I feel I still think that no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so sluggish and just so so just yeah, like like operating from like five percent battery all the time. Yeah. So if you are feeling exhausted couple of um tips here from us just lower any expectations you have of yourself like 
if you cannot motor along at the same pace or get everything done that you could before that is totally fine like just maybe don't try and push yourself as much if there are a couple of things you can take off your list or you can get help with that's a good idea mm-hmm. and like maybe stick to a manageable routine so try and go to sleep and wake at the same time each day if you can that can really help like having a good sleep routine and it may sound like counterintuitive but sometimes too much sleep can make you feel exhausted so I think it's just paying attention to what you need in terms of rest but like mm-hmm. if you do feel like maybe you could benefit from having a bit more of a routine and getting up at certain like set times that can help because I think sometimes we can just want to stay in bed all day right yeah and and sometimes it actually makes it worse when you have too much sleep then you get more exhausted like yeah yeah it can be a bit of a fine balance sometimes and I think to my point earlier lowering expectations on yourself but also stripping things back as well so as long as your basic needs are met then you're you know you're doing a good job and just letting go of any feelings of guilt for not being able to get it all done. Just right now, rest time, if you're exhausted, should be your priority and just recouping your energy. And and that's not always easy to do, is it? No, not easy to do. Another thing we suggest is outsource. So, you know, when people come to you and they say, let me know if you need anything. It's like one of our hated things that people say, but next time, like, try and give them a task, like let them walk your dog or do your grocery shopping or something that can like free up some time for you and just like utilize that time to rest can be good. Be patient with yourself as well. Like healing takes a lot of time and energy. So yeah, just, just lower your expectations. Like Sal said, avoid caffeine and alcohol and sugary foods, which is very important for your energy levels and try and go for a walk, even if it's just 20 minutes each day or something like a little bit of exercise can really help boost your mood as well. Sal, how are you going with your no caffeine? On and off, mate, to be honest. Um, some days I'm like, oh, you know what though? Interestingly, I, so I recently quit caffeine guys for like, I think it was about three weeks and I was really anticipating that I was going to feel the withdrawals and I was fine. Mm. So I'm like, Oh, maybe I wasn't as hooked as I thought I was, but now I'll have one. If I'm having like a day where I'm like, I just need a bit of a pet, but then I also just have a decaf on most days. So it's kind of like I've reintroduced it slightly, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I definitely feel like I've got a bit more energy, which is good. That's good. And easier to get to sleep at night as well. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I know that's one of the benefits of, of of not drinking caffeine. I've definitely felt like easier to fall asleep. But anyway, enough about me and my caffeine habit. <laughs> Let's jump in. So the tips from our listeners. So to kick off, Trinka Blinker says, <laughs> allow yourself to be lazy and rest. Don't feel the pressure to do everything that you could before in your grief. Yes, I think this is a great point because I think in our grief, we can keep on going even when we feel depleted. And this can then lead us to like, it's a bit of a kind of vicious sort of cycle because we can feel overwhelmed and unable to keep up without knowing sort of how to replenish our energy reserves. And like not being able to operate at the same pace can be frustrating, but Mm -hmm. it's like you are grieving and it is exhausting and like just lower your expectations that you, that maybe you can't churn things, churn through things at the same pace. And that is absolutely fine allow yourself to be lazy and rest yeah and when you're going at that pace like that go 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 pace and you're exhausted like how quickly can you get to burnout yeah pretty quickly I reckon Madeline says don't be hard on yourself you've lost your person and that is a huge deal just rest Stacey says rest is not earned it's part of survival you've just got to do it on days when I don't want to get out of bed I stay in bed and I rest and I do my best not to feel guilty 
I think it's just listening to what your body needs. Like if you do need just to lie on the sofa or stay in bed. Mm. I remember like in the early days after mum died, I would literally get out of bed and just lie on the sofa and like not move. Not move. I was like, this is what I need right now. And like, you know me, that's unlike so me. So unlike like, you. Up and at him. But, but it's, so, it's so true. Like what Stacey said, like rest is not earned. It's not, it's not something, it's not a luxury. Like we need freaking rest. It's, it's yeah, it's a human survival tool. So definitely rest when you need to, if you can. Yeah, definitely. And we've got another listener here who agrees and says, learn when your body needs movement and when it needs rest. Mm. And that's, you know, it's not always easy to like know when you kind of need to slow down because I think sometimes we're so used to just being on the go, but it's a good one to learn. Um, Kelly says, be kind in allowing yourself to have a day off. And I think that's a really good point. Like you're being kind to yourself by allowing yourself just to chill and just take it easy. Mira's got some good um, tips here. Do you want to read some out of these out in? Absolutely. Love Mira's tips. She says, grief exhaustion is something I really didn't know to expect. And so I felt like something was wrong with me. Thank God for good morning. Oh, where I was able to see that I wasn't alone in feeling this way. It's so common to feel this way. I found sometimes gentle movement when you're up to it or five minutes of fresh air, even sticking your head out the window, if that's all you feel up to, help to balance some of the exhaustion and fatigue. I love it. Like a little wake up call, you need like... <clears throat> great tips. Sometimes trying to fill your body with something like a piece of fruit helped me to know I was doing something for myself. Equally at times, it was cups of tea and half a packet of biscuits. Go with the flow and do what feels right. At my most exhausted, I found massages really helped alleviate some of the physical symptoms. That's really really solid advice. And like just on that, like how Mira suggested just having a piece of fruit or something like we mentioned earlier, sugary things can really impact your exhaustion levels. Like I know for me, I went and got an assessment recently and the guy told me that I have a really strong reaction to glucose. So anything with glucose in it, which is a lot of things. And I have a really sugary tooth. So I didn't realize that I'd be making my blood sugar spike and then they'd crash. And then I would be so wiped out. And like by this, yeah, yeah. By the afternoon, I just couldn't even keep my eyes open. And so I'm really focusing on what I'm eating now and trying to cut out that unnecessary sugar. And it's, and it's helped so much. Really? Do you feel like your energy levels oh, are mate, a bit more sustained? I like, can't even, can't even tell you how much a difference made. It's so, so much better. Yeah. I mean, sometimes in the early days of grief, we don't even, you know, I remember I drank like, a, you know, I was on the wines like that and <laughs> I would probably would have put, punched the, the person that told me to not drink wine <laughs> so like obviously don't cut things out if that's your crutch or it's helping you get through completely but it is good to know that these mm. things do sometimes make us feel more exhausted yeah and people might not know that you know I didn't really think about it and I didn't think that eating like you know sugary things was making that much of an impact I thought maybe to give me more energy but it didn't it was having the opposite effect so Interesting. Good advice. Yep. Good advice. Thanks, Mira, for your tips. Yeah. And the exhaustion doesn't just apply to those of us who have lost someone. It is also really prevalent with people experiencing anticipatory grief. So Kelly Terranova, who was one of our previous guests, hey, Kelly, um, she says, I absolutely love that you do these episodes. It's so validating to hear other everyone's thoughts. And in terms of exhaustion, I can only speak from the point of someone caring for a dying loved one slash anticipatory grief, but I 
definitely suffer from sensory overload in a way I never used to. I have to schedule in solitude between things in order to keep ticking over. Hey, Kelly, we love, we love your input there. And it's so important because I think carers grief and exhaustion is a whole nother thing. Like you guys hats off to you. Honestly, it's such a tough, tough job, isn't it, Sal? It is. It is. And I think it can be constant when you're caring for someone end of life and you might not have much time to schedule in like rest for yourself. So I think just a bit of solitude and making that what time you can make for yourself in order just to keep going. It is so important, but honestly, hats off to anyone that is in that um, position and to you, Kelly. Uh, I think that's really sage advice. Yeah. And we have another Kelly here. You're operating on a completely different plane of adulthood that requires a new dynamic for rest and energy distribution. Be intentional with how you use what gas is in your tank and take a beat if you don't have enough air in your tires. I love that. Mm, so that's great. So great. And Amy says, sleep, clean, shower whenever you can and don't fixate on all that you cannot yet do. So yeah, basic needs, just if if you're in the trenches of grief, just make sure your basic needs are being met and do not feel bad about all those other things. Like just focus on putting one step in front of the other at the moment. Mrs. J Frizzle is back and (laughs) she says on the mic, she says, give yourself patience with yourself and listen to your body. Sophist82 says, take naps anytime, anywhere, no shame. Oh my God, I love it. That, that's, yeah, she's my kind that's of girl. Amped, that is. <laughs> Not snoring in the back today, but. Um, he is. Are you, <laughs> is he asleep? Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the bedroom. He's snoring. Yeah, I can well. hear him and the dogs. I'm like, snore fest over here. I'm a big napper. Like I'm no shame in the nap game. Like if I need one, I'll go and have one. But I know some people like the guilt sinks in, but you got to let it go. Like just nap when you need to, maybe not at your desk at work, but try that out too. Oh my God. Someone at Ben's work used to fall asleep at the desk. It's pretty funny. Anyway, um, we digress. BK Heaney says preparing food when you can or asking loved ones to eating what you can for energy that's a biggie like for anyone supporting because like cooking is often the last thing that you want to do Steph says prioritize yourself take time off and slow down Kay Foster agrees and says take your time be alone and allow the grief to exist with you cry and be authentic to you Amy says understand this is part of grief and try to be proud of yourself for how well that you're doing Chiquita says sleep when you need to always (laughs) And Lord says, resting is so important. I gave myself permission to nap. Yes. Yeah. I think this is a big one because like you just said earlier, we can feel guilty for like taking a nap or resting or for taking breaks, but we we just really need to honor how we're feeling when we're feeling so knackered. Absolutely. And Naomi says, even just a gentle daily walk makes a world of difference. No pressure, just mindfully moving. And Laurelie, Sarah and Jess all say sleeping really helped them and just doing nothing. Just be still and seek out quiet and solitude. Elise says, take time for yourself, have a bath or go for a walk. And Kaylee says, do what feels good. And sometimes that might mean doing nothing. Give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. Bethany says, realize how real the grief exhaustion is. She says that she got into a car accident a few months after her dad passed away just because she was so exhausted. 
Mate, wow. Honestly, like, do you remember the first time you got into a car and drove again after your mum died? Like, it was an event. Like, I, I just couldn't figure it all out. Like, I couldn't function the way that I used to. Like, I had to kind of relearn to do things. Were you the same? Well, so when mum died, I had to fly back to the UK. And I... Like in the UK, like you kind of need a car to get around unless you live in London, mm. right? And so I had to drive my mum's manual car. I hadn't driven in the UK for like seven years and I drive an automatic over here, which is like way easier. So I, I, I found myself like I had to get around. So I just had to throw myself back into driving her car in a city and a country that I hadn't driven in for like oh, seven wow. years. I remember my friend Neil took me out the first day. I was like, mate, you just need to like be in the car with me while I get used to driving a manual again. Poor guy. He was <laughs> like, I think there was a few hairy moments. But, <laughs> but then I got used to it in the end. And I was like whizzing around. But like, yeah, I, I just sort of had to do it because I had to get shit done. But I was exhausted, but just like trying to power through but it was yeah it was a bit different yeah but be careful on the roads in in like fresh grief like I definitely shouldn't have been driving you were just not with it though were you Mm. you were just sort of not with it at all like it just felt everything the best way I can describe it is like everything felt like I was doing it for the first time you know, it was kind of like being born and you're having to like come into this fresh world. Like it was literally like I'd entered a world I'd never been in before and had to learn everything for the first time. That's how not with it I was. So yeah, driving a car for the first time after mom died was like, I was like, what am I doing? What, what do I do? Like I just don't, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get into an accident as well, Bethany, but I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. Glad you're okay. And like guys, yeah, like the I mean, the exhaustion is real. Just be careful out there. Mindful of that. And Beth says, clearing a couple of days on the calendar and get away solo somewhere. Great idea. Mm. Henry Photographer says, I do small repetitive tasks that don't require too much thinking. Im's, oh, <laughs> I was like, Im, Im, says, Im Grief says, okay, fine, she's back. I'm back with my, my burner. <laughs> Your burner account. My burner account. I'm Grief says, fine. Maybe it is Im Grief. Oh my God. Maybe I've got like a fan account. No jokes. Not that popular. Um, Find an outlet ASAP. Mine is writing and organizing my home. Katie says, exercise and get outside. And Jane says, lots of self-care. Say no when I'm not up for being with others. And journaling, breathing, letting the sadness out thankful for this community oh we are thankful for you guys shari says grief is totally exhausting in every sense of the word it keeps you up at night and makes the most basic of tasks seem impossible and rachel says grief is exhausting (laughs) not only in the very early stages but also the months and years afterwards so learn not to fight the exhaustion and i think that's a really good point like yes it is a bloody exhausting in the early days but even now like we said earlier some days you might feel just really griefy and your energy levels are really low and you feel tired mm-hmm. or you have a grief sesh and then you just need to nap like yeah it's not just something that's the early days no. it, 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 it's ongoing so absolutely good point there rachel she says as a triathlete i try to continue on with my training when my partner who was also my coach died and it took me 10 months to hit rock bottom then I did no heavy exercise for a month I just gave myself permission to stop and to breathe it's also extremely important to eat well the body is literally under attack from grief and by not nourishing it it adds to that stress physical and mental 
If you have to buy in ready meals just to ensure you're eating well, then do that. I'm 19 months in and every few months I order a week of meals because I need a break. My tagline is now, let the grief breathe. Don't bottle the beast up. What a tagline to end this episode on. You guys are absolutely brilliant. We love you. We love your responses. Let the grief breathe, guys. Just let it breathe. Don't be afraid to just listen to your body, pair things back, just rest. Like the exhaustion is absolutely real. If you're feeling exhausted right now in your grief and you maybe didn't know it was a thing, 100% it is. So hopefully these experiences from other people and advice might help you if you kind of just need to recalibrate. We also have a great episode on grief brain fog. If you haven't listened to that one, that might resonate because it's kind of on a similar level to like the grief exhaustion. Sometimes like... You just can't motor along at the same pace mentally either. Like you're just foggy and confused and your brain's a bit tired. So definitely have a listen to that as well because that might there might be some good tips and nuggets of wisdom in that for you as well. A bag of fun, this old grief thing, isn't it, Sal? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bag of fun. Bag of fun. And guys, if you need a little bit of extra support, don't forget we've got our Facebook group, which is called Face... Uh, no, it's not. See, the exhaustion is getting to me. <laughs> See, this is the grief fog coming in, guys. I'm two years in and still can't string a bloody sentence together. Um, it's called, what is it called? Facebook, no joke. <laughs> good morning. Yeah, good morning, grief community. And we also have our affirmation cards. So keep an eye out on our website for those who are on our Instagram. They are so great for a gift to anyone who's grieving or for yourself for a bit of extra comfort. And we'll see you next time, guys. Lots of love, guys. Take care and we'll see you next time. 